Hi everybody, this is Todd Adams, and we are doing Zen Parenting again, and I'm here with my sweetie pie, Kathy Adams. Hi, sweetie. Hi. How how are you? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am not going to call this an installment because you got mad last Sunday. I didn't get mad. It's just it's too much. It's too big of a word. It's, it's just a show. It's and, a show. And we're just glad everyone's back. Very, very glad. And um, do you want to talk about this little um, recognition that we got? Do you know anything about it? Well, I, it's something – we're now on iTunes, everybody, just in case you didn't know. Um, so if you wanted to download this show to your iPhone or, you know, and save it for a later time or where else can you download it to? iPhone. Uh, your MP3 any, any, player. Any smartphone. Any kind of thing. You can go to iTunes, but we um, were recognized as a new and noteworthy podcast. And we were just told this like six or eight hours ago, so we don't even know exactly what that means. But apparently it's getting received it's, pretty well. Yeah, it's just some kind of recognition, and I really appreciate it. And we are going to exploit that to our fullest potential. <laughs> I, I haven't figured out how yet, but we are going to exploit that. We're just going to spread the word. Spread the word and tell people to start listening. But I have not mentioned our sponsor, and I want to make sure I yeah. mention our sponsor at the beginning of the show and the end of the show. If you live in the Chicagoland area, Avid Company does painting and decorating and remodeling for commercial or residential uh, real estate, apartments, houses, single-family houses, you name it. And they're our wonderful sponsor. And they are a wonderful, wonderful sponsor, and we'll tell you at the end of the show how to uh, get a hold of them. So very good. So let's talk – what are we talking about this week? Well, I, I wanted to go into today talking about last week. Because we, our last week, not, our last not week. what we talked about last week. No, on not Zen about Parenting. what we talked about on the show, but you and I, the week that we had, because I think it'll, um, we'll have a pretty good conversation, and I think we'll speak to a lot of things that a lot of couples deal with. Yes, I think it'll be um, a little bit about being parents, but a lot about being a couple that is on the same page and working as a team. Working as and a team, not working as a team. And it's about you know, I think a lot of our shows are going to be not necessarily about advising you how to be a better parent or, or how best to say something to your kid. I think our show is going to be about a lot of things. And one of the main things is going to be how to have a solid foundation in your family. And the foundation has to start with you and your partner. Right. And if you well, don't... That, that's it, most of the work we do is figuring out what, what page we're on. Mm-hmm. So then our children can learn from us. They can watch our communication. They can learn from how we have challenges because what we're going to talk about today is a challenge we had last week and how we negotiate it between each other and how honest we are with each other because that in itself teaches our children how to communicate with us and how to communicate with each other in the rest of the world. And, um, you know, I think there will be a time when we maybe even go deeper where it's not necessarily about couples. It's about our own personal relationship with ourselves and how to figure out what you need and or well, what we need as individuals, not necessarily just about each other. But see, I right away I would say this is about us as individuals because what I was just saying about us, uh, the way we communicate with each other teaches our children, the only way that we can learn how to communicate with each other is by being in touch with ourselves. Correct. Yeah, that's true. You you're know, right. So it's like if I am communicating with you in a way where I'm making sure you're happy and you're okay and this is all about how to communicate with Todd, it's not going to last very long right. because I'm eventually going to need to get my needs met. Right. So this is really a universal principle of how to communicate with everybody, but you and I get to practice with each other the most. Gotcha. Because gotcha. We, are, we are partners. Yes, we are. And if this isn't working and I'm pointing to she and I, then the odds of the family unit working is smoothly, at least. smoothly is going to be very difficult. Exactly. The safest way to do it. So, so, so with, uh, not to drag this out, so last week, here's the situation. 
Todd went to a Bears game. I went to a Bears game, and I had the sniffles the night before the Bears game. And then the day of the Bears game, I woke up early and ate two donuts and drank five (laughs) beers before I got to the stadium. Really? Yes. Yeah. Two donuts and five beers. Okay. Before 11 o'clock. Okay. So it was one of those days. And then it, I, I, it was really cold and I kept on drinking and it was just a long, long day. Right. And so you got home that night pretty late and you were you had been drinking all day. And I was hungover at 11 p.m., which is a very strange feeling. Right. And you were so out of it. You know, you know, out of it meaning he was present but not present. You know, we really couldn't have conversation about anything, which is fine. I mean, he had had a day that I wasn't really worried about that day so much. It was about the next few days. It was about the next few days because then you woke up the next day. Um, Feeling not so good. I wasn't sick, but I just wasn't feeling really well. It was kind of an extension of your hangover Mm -hmm. and you just, you know, you probably went into that game not feeling so well. I was foggy. So the next day you were were out of it too. Yes. So you, you, there was, I got a few hours that day to go out and do a few things, but for the most part, the, your ability to contribute was minimal. Minimal is an overstatement. Right. And then the next day... I traveled to Vegas for work. For, so in that, you know, that's one of those things, you guys. Todd travels for work. I know that. That's not something I get frustrated about. But he had been, you know, basically gone two days before because he was out and then hungover and then sick. And then you traveled for two days, which I accept, right? Yeah. You come home from that trip and... And I was still sick because I was working and I couldn't really treat myself well. So I was sick when I came home. So he came home sick on Wednesday night? Wednesday night. And then, so you're out of commission Wednesday night, out of commission Thursday, Thursday and and he wasn't feeling well, and then out of commission Friday? Right. I started feeling better on Friday. So I think you're getting the gist of what we're going to talk about. I struggle when um, Todd is out of commission. If, If it's a day or two, um, okay, you know, so be it. And I have a lot of compassion for you being sick. It wasn't about being because I was kind of grumpy, mm-hmm. and um, and I wasn't grumpy about you being sick. It was the consecutive days you were unable to contribute in a way that you normally do. And I will be honest, I have gotten used to my time, and it's not a ton of time, but I've gotten used to being able to run out and do something later in the day, or having an hour or two to work, which you know I work. Mm-hmm. I, that's that's time that right. we trade back and forth. And when you cannot function... Um, You're a single parent. I am a single parent. I'm taking out the garbage. I'm doing all your duties um, on top of doing everything with the girls, um, on top of – even though you're not very needy when you're sick. Right. Um, I kind of – I go into caveman yeah. mode and I just don't mess with me and let me sleep and drink orange juice and all that. Which, you know, which is great. But I still feel that need to at least be checking in. Do you need things? You know, so it's kind of like I'm taking care of everybody and I really can't take care of myself. So my self-care piece falls away and it's really – it makes me grumpy. And I think the reason I was in Initially grumpy because it all started from the Bears game. Right. And, that, I was, that was very important. <laughs> I know. And it, it was. Like when you told me you were going, I was psyched for you. But just how everything deteriorated because of that day, mm-hmm. it just kind of blew. Because yes. it was it was hard for me. And bad, bad set of circumstances. Bad set of circumstances. And the other part is, and this is, I know a lot of moms feel this way, but when I am sick, I don't get to be sick. Meaning when I feel run down, I have, I, I have parented through st- – through strep throat, I have parented through, I've been pregnant numerous times, right. through months of morning sickness. I don't really get to lay in bed and be sick, maybe for a few hours here and there, mm-hmm. like if I have a headache or something, but I just sometimes feel that I'm like tougher than you when well, it comes I, to being sick. I, I used to think that men and women were equal, but now I'm pretty convinced that guys are much bigger wimps than women. And I know that there's going to be a bunch of guys out there that say, Todd, you're such a wuss. How can you possibly say that? <laughs> 
All I could tell you is childbirth and morning sickness. I mean, morning sickness, it was, you felt hungover for three months. Three months. And that's, I would always say to, to Todd, I would always say, basically consider, think about your worst hangover where you're nauseous all the time, you can't eat, and you feel that way for three months. And, and you know what, Todd, there are people who feel nauseous for, for nine, nine months. months. I know. And uh, God bless you women out yeah. there that are, have morning sickness for nine months. So it is, I, I take my hat off to you guys. I can't believe it. And it's just one of those things where you guys are stronger than, than we are. I'm a, I'm a wimp. What and can you I know, tell you? In those situations, it just is one of those things as a mom, I just can't imagine checking out. Like I can check out for a few hours maybe or when I plan a big weekend mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm not saying I can't be away from the house. I'm not saying you can't handle it. But if I'm not feeling well, I I really... I, I'll, you know, maybe take a nap or whatever, but I can, I have to rise to the occasion. Well, and I will say sometimes circumstances force you to rise to the occasion, but there is a part of you that you don't allow yourself just to relax and be sick, yeah, I think. Yeah. I think that, I think that that's true. there's a lot of martyrdom that goes with motherhood, and maybe there's some fathers that feel like that, but I think it's more often than not happens you know to the what? moms. I told, I'm, I'm nodding right now because I'm agreeing with you. I think sometimes I'm just envious of you because yeah. you can just crash, crash out and be done and be, and be sick fine with it and not worry about it. And you're not like, hey, I'm going to go rest for a while. You're like, I'm sick. Bye. Right. And I'll I, check out. I can't even imagine doing that. Yeah. Well, I think you should try it. It's a nice feeling. <laughs> <laughs> you should try and, it. And will you fully support me if I do that? If absolutely. I say, okay. Absolutely, I will. And, and you I know what? fully support me, meaning you will take on every task well, that I do during the day? Well, and here's the thing. Okay. Your expectations need to be – the house is not going to run the same if I'm doing it versus you. But you need to give me the space to allow to make mistakes and not do things exactly right and get burned and have – one of the girls have a meltdown because I didn't do it the right way. Yeah, you yeah. need to – it's kind of like, um, you know, back when you would go to Mexico and the girls were real young on a girls' weekend. I think in the beginning you started, like, making all these lists. And then I'm like, you know what? Don't make any lists. Let me suffer and screw this up because that's the only way I'm going to learn. If you're giving me lists, I'm not going to learn anything. I'm going to be just looking at a list and seeing what I should do next instead of experiencing this and seeing why you have certain ideas in your mind of why you should put Skylar to bed at this time because if she doesn't get a nap, then you're going to pay for it. I want to figure it out for myself that, hey, this was a bad idea. So I know that there's a lot of moms, uh, wives out there, and they go overboard with making sure that everything runs exactly as if they were in charge. And the bottom line is when dad's in charge, things are different. And things get missed and let us suffer the consequences. Well, I agree with you on many counts. But the one that I would say is more challenging is there are certain things that kids have to do. Like, for example, kids have to do their homework and turn it in at a certain time. There's things we volunteer for or things we say we're going to do or, or, or things that kids need to fulfill. Like they have the stance class or they need to do this. And if you're not aware of all those things right. and you're just like, oh, just let me do it the way I do it, well, a lot of things get missed. Well, there's a balance there. You need to make sure that I'm aware of everything that needs to be made aware of, but don't overdo it, I guess. True. But, you know, it's kind of like we were just talking about in the car that um, I uh, gave a presentation this morning and one of the moms was saying to me that she thinks that sometimes her husband 
thinks he does a lot of things with the kids or that he takes a lot of initiative with the kids, but he has no reality of the behind-the-scenes details that need to be taken care of. Like, for example, he'll say, hey, honey, I'll take the kids to the doctor. And she'll say, okay, great, do that. And then when he comes home, he's like, see, I took the kids to the doctor. See how involved I am? But mom was the one who made the appointment. Mom was the one who made sure it was on time, meaning, you know, we've got our three, six, nine-month appointment, that kind of thing. Mom is the one that, you know, does all the paperwork. And that's not... I guess that's great if you guys can work in a team, meaning, you know, that dad understands what mom did and mom understands what dad did. It's not about who wins and who's better, but can both people see the amount of work that goes into it and that it's not just, um, you know, you come home and you say, see, I did it. There are behind-the-scenes things that need to get done, too. Does that make sense? Absolutely. It makes a lot of sense. And I guess the only thing I will say is if... The easiest way for men to figure out the amount of work that goes into running a household for the full-time moms out there is go away for a weekend at, or three days or whatever you mean it is. have the mom go away for the weekend? Yeah, go okay. away for a weekend and have the dad figure out how much it is. You know, it's one thing, and we talked about this in our first or second show. It, it really there are certain parts of it that didn't really resonate because I would gear up for when you were going away for right, the weekend. We about that. And the whole the everydayness of it is the hard part about uh-huh. being a full time mom. Yeah. Um but Yeah, you would get geared up like, okay, you're so ready for the weekend. You had plans right, you guys I would were going out to eat energy, with people. Right. right. And where we you know, moms who are on more with the kids, we do it every day. Yeah. So it's a day to day you know, the gearing up is just a daily experience and we don't necessarily get more energy, mm-hmm. you know, on a weekend. Right. Sometimes we have a lot less absolutely so um so yeah i would always i I challenge all husbands to be on for three or four days in a row without any assistance whatsoever from a mom and see what happens right well and you know what i was asking in the car is are there's probably things that you do Mm -hmm. that i don't understand how much work goes into it meaning you know i can say to you you know you can say oh i took the kids to the doctor i took the kids to the dentist see how much i do and i would say well i did all the pre-work to get that done but i'm sure there's things you do in our in our home that you don't that realize. I don't realize. See, because I think it, it is more balanced. We just don't always know what each other is doing. Well, and I was trying to think of something in the car, honestly. I mean, other than the amount of work that it that goes into, you know, making sure our financial, uh, our financial house. house is in order. Um, but think about how many things that is. Right, like, that's I'm a lot. I mean, your I, side down I can bore you to death with the amount of stuff that right. goes into making sure that, you know, we have enough money in a bank account or we're we're – you know, just all the bills, the mortgages, you know, all that stuff. Um, but, you know, I, I don't tell you about it because it's boring. And do you really want to know about it? Well, I don't necessarily want to know about it, but I think it helps me mentally to know that there are things that you're doing behind the scenes that I don't see, but, and you know, but I can still appreciate what you're doing. And, you know, on that note, um, you know, is about validation, about right. validating what each other is doing. Absolutely. That, you know, you – it's okay every once in a while. Well, it's not only okay. It's necessary to tell each other thanks yes. for things that we do that even if we do them every day and we expect our significant other to do them. For example, Todd tends to take out the garbage all the time. I'm a garbage guy. He's, he's my garbage man. That's right. And um, I, I just mostly expect that. Yeah. Okay? But that doesn't mean I can't say thank you to you. And do you? R- a lot of it. Rarely. Rarely. But you say it. I think I still No, you don't say it that much. I, I mean, you say it, oh. but you don't say it a lot. Well, 
I we think we got a lot of garbage. I think it, <laughs> we got a lot of garbage. We got a lot of boxes. Where well, do all the boxes come from? And the thing is, since, he is <laughs> since you're the full-time you know, caregiver, I mean, if I were going to say thank you for everything you do, I would never stop saying thank you. True. And I'm not saying be cheesy and be inauthentic and be like, thank you, thank you. It's not about like you know, being, what's the word, where you're overdoing it or being cheesy. Right. It's about every once in a while, it's nice to like look your partner in the eye and say thank you mm-hmm. for taking out that garbage because I don't like taking out the garbage. You tell me thank you for giving the girls a bath because you don't like giving them a bath. I hate giving girls baths. It's the hardest job. I mean, there's soap in the eyes. There's You're on your knees. You're getting wet. I just can't. There's a lot of water on the floor. Water's on the floor. You tell them don't splash and they splash. It drives me absolutely I crazy. I think so, it's hard to not splash in a tub. I realize No, they can do it. Well, They're meaning, just not listening. Well, we have three girls in a tub. When they move around, splash. It's no, just maybe we should only put about three or four inches of water in the tub <laughs> and freeze them and freeze them to in death. the middle of winter. Um, but anyway, just going back to the validation. Well, before you say that, okay. I, um, one quick thing I want to throw in there is what we are good at. In my opinion, is that. I know what I'm good at and what I enjoy doing. I like reading to the girls. I like taking the trash out. I like making sure that their teeth are brushed. I can't stand giving baths, so I make sure I don't give them baths. I say, hey, you're you're bath mom, and that is your job. And my job is taking out the trash and doing these other things. So I guess go to your strengths or go to what you enjoy and don't do what you don't. I mean, there's always times where you have to do the other Right. I was going to say, because there are times when I say, I got to go somewhere and you got to give them a bath tonight. They haven't had a bath in four days right. and even if you're like I don't like to do it sorry I will do it but because I had to take out the garbage the other day when you were right. sick I mean we all have to pick up these pieces I don't get I don't stand you know stamp down and say that's not my job I'm not going to do it mm-hmm. part of working in a community meaning our family as a community is taking care of what needs to be taken care of that's something we're trying to teach our children right. too you know you got we all live in the same house and so we all have things we do we don't necessarily say girls these are your specific chores but if it's their room they clean They're their room these are your shoes. You go put them away. This right. is your backpack. You go do something with it. And that that's not only helpful to us, that's teaching them about community. Yep. And we don't pay them for doing that. No. Nope. You know, that's, that's you know, we, we were uh, talking a little bit about uh, allowance and how, you know, allowance can come into play. And every once in a while, the girls do something special, like help you clean out the garage or some significant task, they get a little bit of money. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, when they're when they're donating, they're not donating, when they're giving their time to the house, to the house that's just what they do. That's what they do. We're um, a community. Can I say one kind of left field comment? Please, go ahead. When... Friday night when you were kind of – it was at the end of Your illness? my illness where I basically was just a bump on a log yeah. for a week with the exception of my work trip. Um, I We got home from wherever we were and uh, <laughs> I sat down on the bed and I started watching this really good Bob Costas baseball show. Oh, yeah. And you said kind of jokingly, but you still got your point across – don't worry about it. I got this. <laughs> and what was going on while I was watching TV the whole time is Kathy was getting their teeth brushed and I don't know what you were doing, but it's like a half-hour process to get these girls Well, we in walked bed. in the door and, you know, it's time to go to bed. It's like it's already past time. So we've got to get them, just like Todd said, we've got to go through the whole routine quickly. And, you know, we got to get three girls into bed. That's not easy. And Todd walked into the bedroom and laid down and turned on the TV. So all of a sudden, I'm doing it all. So I, like a smart aleck, came in and said, hey, don't worry. I but, can handle it. But you it. could have taken that in so many different directions because I think there's a lot of uh, couples out there that will just start screaming at each other. Right. And I would have resisted your screaming at me and said how sick I've been. But instead, you lightly kind of 
made fun of it. Yeah. And it made it easy for me to – and then I ended up doing something. Yeah, oh, you I, helped me. I rubbed your feet that night. Yes, you did. That was I made, nice. I made what I call an emo- – uh, we all have emotional bank accounts. I made a deposit into you your did, bank account. Because there had been many withdrawals. I had been making withdrawals all week. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to talk about ama- uh, emotional bank accounts on another show. But that's a but critical thing. It is. And it's just summarized as because he hadn't been very present, he was present with me. He, he was able to show me that I'm here right now. And he did that by rubbing my feet. But I also say that to you when you just throw your socks and everything on the floor mm-hmm. and they, all of a sudden someone magically picks them up. Yeah. My mom used to say the magic fairy picks them up. Yeah. And the, I, we, we don't have one of those magic, have a magic fairies. Fairy. Do you oh, know what? I thought Honey, we did. I'm the magic fairy. Oh, is that you? Yeah. It's oh, me. thanks for picking up my socks. <laughs> but sometimes he, he just throws all these clothes on the floor and I pick them up. I say, don't, I'm like, don't worry. I'll put these in here for you because the, the whatever the laundry, hamper the hamper I yeah. can't think of it laundry bin as right. call it it's right there like yeah. just put it right there yeah but the garbage is right next to the laundry yeah, I know sometimes I, we hit the garbage and I don't want to throw my socks away so instead I throw them completely <laughs> away from the laundry and then the then magic fairy the magic fairy comes and picks them up <laughs> and takes them away it's such a great system I love it. But the, but when that when I do pick those up when you're around I do try and make light of it I do try and you well know. and and how you say it is as important as what you're saying to me and if you come at me nagging or yelling or verbally uh, abusing you? abusing me uh-huh. I would say hey man I've been sick all week I right. went to Vegas right. I didn't want to go but I had to right. do go because it's part of my job. And we would have gotten into a disagreement. Well, isn't that a natural instinct? If anyone's getting attacked, you attack back. Right. Or you put a defense up. That's just human relationships or, you know, that's what human beings are like. And so if you really want to get your point across with people, you know, Todd and I use humor a lot, if you can't tell. Yes. I mean, we use humor with each other a lot because it works for both of us because we both appreciate it very much. I just think you're super funny. I, I am always funny. Have. I know. You are yes. funny. Um, and so we, you know, we use a lot of laughing, so that works for us. And if you're in a couple where humor isn't the thing, you know, find a way to communicate it with each other because without yelling and the passive aggressive thing, oh, um, yeah, it, it may work in the moment. You may get your husband up out of bed to come help you, but then you're going to go to bed in silence. Absolutely. You're not going to talk to each other. You're going to be annoyed at each other. And for me, um, words are super, super important. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very thoughtful about the words I use with my children and with my husband, maybe more so than most people because my, uh, do you mind if I go down this route, this go route ahead. of love languages? Go right ahead. Um, there's this book by Gary Chapman called um, The Five Love Languages, and he's got all sorts of them, five love languages for children, for couples, you know, all this type of thing. And um, the five love languages are... Let's see. I'm, well, words is one of them. Words. Gifts. Gifts. Touch. Uh, t- physical touch. Acts of service. Acts of service, which is like doing things for people, you know, to show your, your and, love. And... Um, um, quality time. Quality time. Quality time. We got all five. Yeah. Nice job. So I, my love language is words. Not only do I use words to let people know how I feel about them, and I'm usually more verbal. I write too. You know, obviously that's part of my career. You know, that's part of my profession. I write. So words are important to me in that way. But really, I like to tell people. You know, I like to share with Todd. Mm-hmm. You know, like even today, I came home and he was in the kitchen kind of picking up. And I'm like, thank you for picking up the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I validate things with my words. But you do not well, do that. Well, and not, before we get to me, um, it's important that that's how you give love. And, and that's how I receive. And that's how you receive love. And I am not a words guy. I am an acts of service guy. Right. I will clean the kitchen and I will rub your feet. And what's weird is, and you know, it's a balance that you, and by the way, everybody has all five love languages. Right. It's That's not that you're just one. It's that one is more dominant. Yeah. There's overlap in all of them, but I am acts of service. So 
your love language is words. So you said to me today, uh, thank you for cleaning the kitchen. Was it nice to hear? Yes, but it really doesn't, it doesn't mean, mean much that much to, to me. Um, I'm more of an acts of service guy. So whatever that is, that means more to me. Uh, that's how I – so my primary language is acts of service. So I need to go out of my way, step outside of my comfort zone to show you love right. by saying – Thank you for giving the girls a bath. Because that's how I feel it. That's how I feel validated is when you... And you know what? That was a part of last week, bringing it back to last week, why I was so challenged when you were sick in bed and gone and that kind of thing is because I need to hear from you that you see everything I'm doing. Right. And you, you know, you'll say things like, I love you or thanks for bringing that. But to say... And, you know, and again, there are times when you do this, but last week I needed it. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, you are doing a lot this week. Mm-hmm. You're covering all the bases this and week. And I didn't say any of that. No, It's because I was sick. I know. Right. And, I, and was, I was burnt down. Absolutely. You were not thinking about how can I no. talk in Kathy's love language. I was trying to get myself better. But because it is my love language, those are the things that give me energy to go on. Right. And so it's more of a, you know, you kind of store that up there right. where, you know, obviously, you know, next time you're sick, if you're feeling like, okay... Kathy's doing everything. What's something I can say? Or right. what's? It's not about do. Right. All you have to do is say. Right. I'm actually kind of easy yeah. in that way. Just, but that needs to be authentic too. True. It's not about oh, it's about really. But you know what? what I'm doing. E- even if it's not authentic, it's probably better than not saying anything well, at start. all. Well, it's a start. You know, it's kind of like how people say if you're not having a good day, just put a smile on your face, and eventually you start to smile. Right. Like you got to practice something. Right. You know, and if you can just practice using words, and you know, acts of service with you, I really do appreciate that as your love language. Now, it's mm. taken me a while to kind of understand that when I say all these lovely things to you, they don't penetrate the way they do with me. Exactly. But um, I am so thankful. The things that you do that I love are, I think I mentioned this on another show, but like if something, you know, something of mine breaks or my computer doesn't work or my phone doesn't work, Todd will drop everything to fix it. Mm -hmm. And I appreciate that immensely. And that is his way of showing me love. Yeah, and I won't stop until it gets fixed. Until it's, oh, you're so, you're so good about that. I'm tenacious. What's the word? You are, Um, you persevere. I'm a perseverer. He knows every customer service okay. person through... I've been on the phone with India a lot. <laughs> no, because if something doesn't work on his computer, he calls that customer service yeah. line and he stays on with them. And how many times have you called customer service in the last Zero. 10 years? Yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. I say it doesn't work. Yeah, but then you call Uncle Drew or you or you get me, but... <laughs> well, I, and that's because I have... That's my way to get help. I You say, no, I want to figure this out for myself. You, I am a problem solver. When we get something and we open a new box, I don't even know where the directions are. Right. You go to the directions and read through them. Yeah. I say, let me figure this out. No, but you'll get like a nice camera and then you'll figure out how to press the shutter so it takes a picture. Right, but that's what it's for. I know, but it does like 85 other things. I know, but I don't need those 85 other things. I know, but your pictures would be so much nicer if you learned how to figure out the camera. But it's a new camera, so the pictures look pretty good. No, they don't. Yes. (laughs) Not even close. (laughs) I know. Maybe we could say that with my iPhone, too. I don't really use it to its capacity. But anyway, let's just go really briefly through the other ones because people may be saying, okay, that's great. You two are those things. Our daughter, our oldest daughter, is a physical touch love language. Rub she her loves back, to have her back rubbed. Rub her feet. She loves to be hugged. Kisses and hugs. Kicks, kisses and hugs. She wants to. That's how she loves us. She touches us. You know, she just wants to kind of hold on to you. I mean, not just us either. Her grandparents. Mm-hmm. She wants to sit as close to you as she can. That is how she gets right up in your face. Yeah. And because I know that's her love language, I try and be very thoughtful about that because I need more space with people. Yeah. She gets right in your face. And when it's her, I... 
sometimes I say to her, you know, I need a little more space. It's right. okay to ask for space. But a lot of times I allow it because I know that's how she's trying to show me her love. Absolutely. So that's JC. That's JC. And then our middle daughter is acts, um, of, service. acts of service. A little bit of quality time, but yeah. acts of service. She, she likes, likes to help. She likes to help uh, wash dishes, cook food. Um, just clean up, clean up, just do stuff together. Yes. And, and do stuff that's productive to right, help us. Right. You know, and does, does that mean that she doesn't like kisses and hugs? No, no, but, she loves but, kisses but and hugs. But not in the same way that JC does. Mm-hmm. So that's Cameron. So that she is access to her. So have we figured out what our, what our third daughter is? You know, I, I don't know for sure, but I, she's, she's kind of physical touch with me. I don't know if we know for sure and that's okay. You right. know, we'll, we may eventually figure it out or she may be a combination of things. And one may evolve into to a completely different one, too. Absolutely. So, and as far as gifts, you guys, because I know a lot of people may say, well, love language of gifts, you know, that seems kind of materialistic. Mm-hmm. It's not. Gifts are when, you know, it doesn't even have to be a thing that you buy. It's something that somebody gives you something that's meaningful. They thought about you. They thought this is something that is, you know, that makes me think of you. It, could be, a, it you. could be a pretty rock from your right, front yard. Right, it yes. could be, it doesn't have to be store-bought. It's In this materialistic society, it's easier for us to say, Oh, that's I'm not gifts like like that's bad. That's, like, that's not a true. Bad thing. It's not. Or maybe you give presents and you wrap them up really beautiful. Like my uh, mother-in-law, she's so good at wrapping gifts and making them look gorgeous. And you know that's she puts a lot of love in her gifts. Mm-hmm. Or my aunt, or mm-hmm. you know they just they do things like that that are just really beautiful. And that's in it. So it's not a materialistic love language. It's more about presentation and um, you know. So and it's also like if you went on a trip and you got gifts for the girls and we had a girl mm-hmm. one of our girls was a gifts love language right, that would be and a good you way brought to... her back a gift from your trip she sure. would really appreciate that but yeah. anyway so yeah, absolutely um, so what else we got well I have a few things that I would like to say okay. um, uh, just a few just you know to summarize some of the things we have um, my book. If you are interested in a really easy read, um, short chapters, my book is called The Self-Aware Parent, 19 Lessons for Growing with Your Children. There's another book called The Self-Aware Parent out there. So if you go on Amazon, um, you're looking for the book that has a big daisy on it. Um, That is my book if you're interested in that. And also I have a Chicago Parent blog. If you went to the uh, chicagoparent.com website and just clicked on blogs, it's called The Self-Aware Parent. And if you have have a group or organization that needs a presenter in the next couple months, um, you know, contact you me. You did some presenting today, didn't I did. You? I have a bunch of presentations coming up, and I'm trying to fill up my spring um, calendar. calendar. So if you have a group, it's got to be in the Chicagoland area, um, but if you do, please give me a call. Just go on the Zen Parenting or actually email me. What did you talk to uh, the women today? We talked about confident parenting, and okay. then I did a presentation uh, over the weekend, too, and we talked about self-care. And but, how, how was the audience? Was everything good? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, really great. We've had good questions. Really good questions. And uh, every time she comes home, she's like, yeah, the audience was, you know, they received it well and all that. A few ladies cried. Like, every time you come <laughs> home, you have women crying, and I don't know. There's Well, and I don't think they're crying because I said these magical things. They're crying because I said something that they already know. Right. I said something that resonated with them so strongly that they already know. Mm-hmm. So um, that – and that's, that's opening a door to your soul. That yeah. someone says something that you know already in your gut, and it opens a door. So the bottom line is if you want to cry <laughs> – Book Kathy is a presenter. Book me. Bring Kleenex. Um, but anyway, just go to the com website or go to com and get in touch with me. 
Um, Avid Company is our sponsor. Jeremy Kraft is the president, and he is an awesome guy, and he has done many, many jobs for uh, actually our family. So if you live in the Chicagoland area, I highly recommend that you uh, call him up. His number is 630-956-1800. Please give him a call. Think about him in any future projects. Um, and tell him that we sent you. Zen Parenting sent you, and his website is avidcompany.net, A-V-I-D-C-O.net. And he is all good. Yeah, so, he is. and then uh, just keep listening to us. We're on iTunes. We're all over the get place. Get in touch with us. Get on Facebook. Like our page. Um, send us notes. Any ideas that you have? Anything that you like or things you want us to talk about more? And we appreciate all your support. Absolutely. So this is Todd Adams saying, "Mom, get me some meatloaf." <laughs> and this is Kathy Adams. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. <laughs>